Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Welcome to another episode of Midlife Moxie. I'm your co-host, Gail. And I'm Christina. And we're here with one of my dear friends today. And I've been waiting for this interview because I've not got to hear her entire story in its depths. I've only heard the kind of, um, you know, bird's eye view of it. So I'm really eager to hear her story. And it's going to be a little bit more of a serious episode today because we're going to talk about some serious issues, but it's going to end on a really good note. I want you to meet my friend Katarina Rando. Katarina is the founder, chief executive officer, the queen of all things thriving women in business. And she's been in business for over 25 years, helping other women build businesses. She's a sought after speaker, author, teacher, trainer. I mean, the list goes on. The list goes on. She's one of my mentors. I adore her. She is a brilliant woman with a brilliant business mind. But there's a story there. There's always a story. And I love when we feature women on here. Y'all know we get women with moxie. We bring experts who speak on topics that impact midlife women. And people who have overcome to go back and find their moxie again. Those are some of my favorite stories. So, Katerina, welcome to the show. Bing, bing, bing. I am blissing to be with both of you. Hello. Katerina is known for her bing, bing, bing. And she's coming to us from California. So, she's out there with Christina. Yay. In my neck of the woods. And today, we're going to tell you a story about financial loss, betrayal, devastation, but rebuilding and getting her groove back. And that takes a strong woman. And if there's anything this woman is, it's strong. She is a badass. And so we're going to get into the badassery. So let's do it, Christina. Let's do it. So Katarina, tell me a little bit more about your business, how you got into this type of business, and kind of how things were going until. Let me tell you this. I'm so grateful that I was one of those people, am one of those people, that I figured out what I wanted to do with my life very early in my life. That coward. When I was in high school, I worked on the ERA countdown campaign, and I met my first feminists. I met um, first women that were all about women empowerment, although I did go to Catholic high school, and in Catholic school, the nuns wouldn't call themselves feminists, but they were definitely feminists. They were too. definitely empowered with those little rulers, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's the thing. There were some nuns that you would love to be with and hang out with, and there were some that, yes, Gail, were more on the stern side. My point is, I realized early I loved helping women, and that's when one day I was in my cafe. My first business was I had a cafe. 
And this lady walked in and she said, Katerina, thank you so much for the business advice you gave me the last time I was here. Now, the truth is, I didn't even remember that conversation. Mm. But this conversation, when she expressed her gratitude, I'll never forget because I felt a pang of bliss right in my heart. And I said, wow, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to help women grow their businesses because I had been looking for my thing. I liked having a business, but even though I make a great cappuccino, I didn't like wearing tomato sauce every day. I didn't like making sandwiches for a living. And so I thought, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell my cafe. I finished my counseling psychology degree. I got certified as a coach and I hung out my shingle. And that is how I got started. But the thing to know is that, you know, when you start a business, you usually start a business, as I did, because you want to be of service. Right. You don't realize that there's like about 100,000 other things that go with it. And it's not only about what we do, it's about who we are. You know, today we're on the Midlife Moxie podcast. You all have a lot of moxie. I consider myself to have moxie. That gal way back when, when she started her business, she did not have a lot of moxie. So you have to become the woman that is the woman that can do what you do well. You know, I think there was a seed of moxie or you never would have started your first business, much less your second business. And I want to point out, you became a coach before anybody had ever heard of coaching, especially for women. I mean, this is over 25 years ago. Now, coaches are everywhere, and we know that someone's not talking about a baseball game when they say coach. Right. In fact, my coach, my first coach, was the founder of the Coaches Training Institute. She was one of the pioneers. Wow. coaching. And yeah, it was, her name's Laura Whitworth and she's an amazing woman. She's left the planet now. So I started very early doing this and I also recognized for business, it can't just be coaching in the traditional way of asking interesting questions that you have to add a lot of consulting. That's how I do it. I'm not, I, I'm a, I'm a coach. But there's also the consulting aspect of it. And the, here's the other thing. Gail, you're very good at this. Christina, I know you're very good at this. You also have to be a good encourager. Yeah. You have to be a good listener. Sometimes you have to be a good counselor. That really there are many hats to wear to support someone in their journey. And you do have to have a heart for it. Because if not, you're going to get burned out really quickly. So yeah. just from knowing you... One thing I love about you is you you know how to make some money and you know how to run a business, but you really have the heart too. So you started out and you became very successful, correct? I will say that I did quickly achieve success. Yes. And then once I realized the power of running group programs, and I also realized the power of having a virtual assistant, my business tripled. Those are two changes I made that tripled my business. And then of course, Gail, you know, and Christina, you know that I love to speak. So what what has happened with that, even today, I can give a speech and come home with clients. That's what I've been doing for over 25 years. Give a speech, come home with clients. Now, that doesn't mean every speech every time, but I will tell you, I gave a virtual speech last week in a state I've never been to with ladies I had never met 
and I came home with an elite client who signed up for my biggest program. And, and the point there is if you're not speaking and showcasing yourself and showcasing your massive value, you are absolutely missing out on a way to build insta influence and connect with your ideal client. Okay, so at this point, are you married yet? <laughs> uh, I got married not till I was 41. I got okay. married at 41. Wow, you sound like me, and girl. Yeah, 41 is when I got married. I'm currently single. And Gail, you know that um, my marriage, the first few years were, well, I can't say it was all sunshine and roses. There were a lot of roses. My husband did buy me flowers a lot. Here's the thing, though. This is what I think you're getting at. You know, I've always loved having a business. And one of my dreams was to have a business that I could do with my husband once I got married. Mm -hmm. So when you got married, how long had you been in business? Many years. So you were in my late twenties. So I was started in my late twenties. So I got married at 41. I'm 56 now. So there was a lot of years that I had already been. So you were very successful at that point. Yeah, Yeah, I was already very well established, successful. And my husband, you know, he said, hey, let me, let me take care of the operations and let me take care of the finances. And, you know, I like to do the, the speaking, the selling, the serving clients, the strategy. Of course, you need time for self-care. Oh, girl. And those are the five pillars, right? Speaking, selling, serving, strategy, self-care. Those are the five things as a business owner that you have to have your eye on. You know, you can't be the admin. You can't also be the bookkeeper. But the thing is that you need to have people you trust and you need to keep an eye on things. And who better than your husband, you know? Well, that's what you would think, right? And so how long had you guys been married when he volunteered to help out? How long did you know him prior to getting married? Yeah, let's do that. We were, um, we dated for a year. Then after a year, we moved in together for a year. Then at two years, we got married. Okay. So and what was his career? Yeah, and character. Um, and Katerina, I should tell you right now, I know you run a very straight up podcast over there at Thriving Women in Business. We yes. talk all over each other a lot. So just, <laughs> just jump in anytime you want to say something. So it's sweet. whoever talks the loudest gets to talk. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. You know, when you, when you have a husband that's a good husband. Part of what they like to do is they like to do stuff for mm-hmm. you. You know, he would mm-hmm. pick me up. He would help me pack my car. Oh, I would love that when packing the car. Right. You know, I mean, that was really, really nice and run, go to office Depot and get mm. my you know, flyers and everything. And I really appreciated his support. And, you know, and at some point he said, Hey, Katerina, you know, let me take care of the bills. And of course he's my husband. I trust him. And, um, I was you very happy to have him have his help. So well, what was he, his background? He was, he had, he had his own travel business. He worked for a software company. He was very entrepreneurial. Um, the software company was a startup after a couple of years that business closed. So mostly he was doing his travel and helping me in my business. Mm. And and he had, you know, other projects on the side. But at some point, um, when I would start to talk to him about the money, 
he would um, get upset, you know, and tell me I didn't trust him, right? When I tried to, you know, find out what was going on. So he's and handling your personal finances and your business finances, not basically. Personal, here's the thing. Our personal finances were not mixed. We always kept, kept them separate, separate, yeah. So you had but, your own money. I had my own money. But my business money, he had access to. So, so during and, that time, though, Katarina, did you feel like, oh, my gosh, like, n- never once there was any red flags. There was never, like, any uh, character issues prior to saying, here, I'm going to turn those <laughs> operations over to you. You know, because you want to get into the dirt. So, <laughs> my friend, here it is. You know, um, oh, my gosh. You know, I, I, it's so funny because here I am. My husband has now passed away. And my ex-husband, mm. and I still feel this sense of loyalty, yeah. for lack of a better word, yeah. to yeah. not to not air all the dirty laundry. We're going to beat I'm, that I'm, out of you. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm happy to air my dirty laundry. I just feel less comfortable airing um, the, the dirty laundry of someone who's, you know, gone yeah. but they're gone so what's the what's the big deal well if they well, also if they deserve it well, if they deserve yeah, it you get well, it around here well, so i think what she's flags. getting at were there any red flags that there were any yeah, problems but there, was, there was red flags in that the longer you know my my i think my husband got more and more frustrated about being the husband uh, of somebody who was really involved in their business and i love my business and i think that he got um, envious, mm. perhaps, and the the long and the short of it is that there was a lot of upset in our household. There was, you know, and it was we couldn't really um, come to the place of having harmony in our house. Mm. And um, a short, what do you call that? A short fuse, you know. He had a short fuse, and um, so as a result. One day he oh, he was in Hawaii on a job interview, and I called to book a, a consulting session with this woman who I w- wanted to do a, a consulting session with, and I think the fee was two hundred and fifty dollars, and my credit card didn't go through, and it was a debit debit card on my business account, and I couldn't believe it, right? Because there was a lot of money in there, you know. Well, apparently. So you thought. So I thought, right. And there wasn't a lot of money in there. And then uh, I looked closer and, you know, I, I had those credit cards that I kept in the drawer for, like, if I needed them. Right. Like, my Discover card. And, you know, I really only used one card, but I had, like, five credit cards in the drawer. And they were all maxed out. And then I had a line of credit on my business, which was $55,000. And that was maxed out. And then... Um, I looked at my stock and I looked at my retirement, both of which my husband never had access to, but somehow he got access to, and those accounts had also been depleted. Oh my gosh, this is kind of like a Dirty John situation here, Katerina. I don't know what a dirty, a dirty, is that a a reference to a a movie? It it was that, Mm. this. It was a podcast originally. Okay. Okay, yeah. Well. Um, and the thing is that because I loved my husband, right. I thought, well, okay, well, we can get through this. We can work through <gasps> this. You thought that and really? Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, well, better, for, <gasps> be, better or worse, right? And, and, right. And, oh, no. You know, no, 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 no. 
Y'all are nicer than I am. Oh, yes. no. Well, <laughs> and, that's, and that was the conflict. No. Still. That was the challenge. I love my husband, sure. right? I love my husband. Do I want to get divorced over money, you know? Um, and so we tried it. We kept, you know, we're working and, uh, and we're meeting every month and we're looking at the numbers. And then, you know, something else happened. And, um, and I had a piece of property in New Mexico that I sold to help, you know, work on the debt. Uh, so basically pretty soon I was down to zero. And I remember one day I was in Hawaii running a retreat with 30 gals at the Fairmont Kealani. Mm, beautiful. And I was afraid, I was afraid that my credit card might not work to pay the bill. You know, I'm telling you, can you imagine the amount of stress that that on that day with that many people counting on you? So things, so, so things continued to happen and. Okay, one second. Point. I want to give a little background here. And if there's yeah. anything you're not willing to tell, go ahead and say so. At this time, you're at the top of your game. So how much how much salary a year are you pulling out? I mean, like, what's your ballpark? Well, here's, you know, here's the beautiful thing, Gail, about being an entrepreneur. Your business can carry a lot of the expenses. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I buy flowers every week. My business pays for them. I have a, a car with... Um, 80, I, I got 87 months, no interest from the company. Guess what? My, my, my business pays that every month. My business pays my health insurance. So mm-hmm. when you're being a good entrepreneur, you're all the technology, you know, your phone, everything's going through your business. Mm-hmm. So I never, and I still today don't pull a huge salary because I'm blit because I want to not look like I earn a lot of money, right? <laughs> sure, you know, sure. I, I, but I just Katarina, want our listeners. Katarina and I live in the great state of California, so yeah. we we have to do some things over. Here. Well, it's 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 all totally legal. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, I believe in keeping above uh, absolutely. board. Absolutely, you want to be as savvy as possible. Yes. But the truth is, Gail, once this started happening, I did not pull any money for myself out of my business. But I mean, I'm just trying to give our listeners because I know how successful you are. And I don't know that our listeners know, like you're, you're well into six figures. Well, how much did the the business bring in? uh, Yeah. Our business this year will bring in about 440,000 at least, you know, we, we still have more time this year, but we'll bring in that much at least. And I have brought in as much as 750000 And during yep. this time, was bringing a lot more because I was doing a lot of publishing. Okay. When we were so that's what I wanted them to understand. We're yeah. talking, because I don't think people can understand sometimes when they hear entrepreneur, they think, oh, she's got right. a little business over here. No, this woman was a baller. Yeah. And to yeah, go, well, I, I want them to understand how much loss there was to go from was- baller to nothing. <laughs> And in fact, Gail, I, sh- I know you will appreciate this. And Christina, I put myself on a clothing moratorium. Oh, now you all know I am an image enthusiast. Okay. I did not buy one piece of clothing for a year. Oh, wow, girl. You were disciplined. See, that'd be enough to make me kill somebody right there. You were disciplined. <laughs> okay. But- now, um, yes. And then, of course, on the other side, once things started to get better, I made up for it. But <laughs> the, the point is that, you yes, there was no... No vacations, no, you know, um, take out to a minimum. 
no clothing. I mean, really. Well, you can't even hardly run your business now. That's the other thing. There's no money to invest in in all the things I like. You know, today's uh, the beginning of the month. We're sending out birthday boxes to all my clients this month. Uh, we do it every month. We send out birthday boxes. We buy them gifts in the middle of the year. We buy them gifts towards the end of the year for my elite clients. I mean, uh, for my events, we're sending, uh, you know, all these boxes with crowns and chocolates and, you know, all this fun stuff. I didn't get to do any of that during this time. And this is on brand for me. This is how I like to run my business. Well, and too, when you're doing things like hosting retreats, I know from doing those myself, sometimes it's several thousand yes. dollars expense on the front Absolutely. end before you start Absolutely. collecting any fees back. So that had to be Absolutely. crippling. Absolutely. It was. Yes, my friend, it was. And here's the other thing. Like, you know, I could tell you I was broke. Broke was my goal. Okay. Broke means you don't have any money. I wished I didn't, it wasn't, I, I was so below broke. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, and, and I will be quite honest with you. We're talking about $250,000. Wow. That's a lot of money. Of, of and, and that's just the debt part. That's not even including the, the stock loss and oh, the, um, and the selling of the property, cash. right? And, and, the, and the, and the, the retirement yeah. loss. Okay. And okay. So I'm what was he doing you. with the money? Yeah. Like, where did it go? Well, here's, here's the truth. And again, this is when you love someone. I believed all his bullshit. Can I just yeah, say that? Absolutely. You can. <laughs> because, because, you know, he was very good at explaining it all. And I still, to this day, Gail, have no idea where it all went. I don't know what he was doing with it. I, I know he wasn't doing drugs or this anything. This guy must so have been a freaking idea. looker. But, but he must have been. Uh, I mean, this guy must have been. Gail is so something. defending you right now, Katerina. You have to know that's okay, her but here's the thing. She's, she's so like, Gail, I want to protect Gail, my friend. I want to protect you. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> okay, but fortunately, he's left the planet because here's how I roll. But I might go kick right. his tombstone over. I mean, that would be. Yeah, you stop it. Dump those ashes. I just feel like so weird talking about this. But here's the thing. I'm I'm all about the future. Yes. Okay. So this happened. So I don't want to spend my time figuring out all the, you know, how effed up the situation was. What I want to look at is what do I need to do and how am I going to get there? And that's what I did. And, of course, I separated and we got divorced. Was that hard? Did he, he ask for things during, during that? Like, or were you like, I'm totally broken. Like, I, I, I have nothing to give. Like, Well, here's, here's the thing, Christina. I was not going to let this situation cost me my business. Yes. It already cost me my marriage. It cost me a lot of happiness. It caused me a lot of stress and grief. Sure. I wasn't going to let me, it cost me my business too. Good for you. And, and, and it didn't. And today I, you know, not only am I debt free, we have plenty of surplus in the bank. I am blissing in my business. I'm doing all those special touches that I like. I've given my team money for personal and professional development. I'm about to get ready for annual bonuses and, and they're going to be bigger than next year. You know, the, the, there's all the good things. I truly can tell you that my business is my bliss today. 
And that's because of determination. And this is the quality that I want everyone to understand that you have to embrace. Just like we've been through the pandemic. You know, Gail and Christina and I, we've met on Clubhouse, right? And we're friends now, BFFs for life. We met on Clubhouse. There are some rooms we've gone into, I'm sure you've been in them, where every Mary Jane and Sheila is, you know, her excuse for not getting off her fanny for the last 18 months is the pandemic. Well, guess what? We've all been in the pandemic together. Gail and Christina, I know your business is thriving. My business is thriving. It's up 30%. All of my clients, their biz- last year they had their best year ever yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. Why? Because they got in action right away and they were determined to not throw in the towel. And that's how it's been for me. I was determined. I'm not going to let this situation take me out. I totally just love that. And I want to sit there for just a minute. I just want to ask you a few more questions because I think this is part of what women need to hear because my theory, and I don't have studies on this, so don't, don't write in about that. I want you to all write in about how many of you would have killed the man and how many of you <laughs> would have let him walk away. No, just kidding. But, um, I think there's a lot of women who get into midlife and some things happen. Either something like what you're talking about, you're not the first story I've heard where the man, like especially if she doesn't have a business and the man handles all the finances, you will get these situations where women find out they don't have any money, they're broke, or the husband leaves. Or the husband has a girlfriend and the wife leaves. There's a lot of things that in midlife, there's a lot of women who get to this place and something devastating like this happens. Or even their husband passes away or they have, you know, an illness that eats up all the reserves. Like I have a friend whose husband got laid off and he was a chemist. I mean, he was well-respected. But it was in a small town and that town never recovered financially. And he spent his last year's, as a, a, a parapro because he could not get work as a chemist in that town and everything they had was invested in that town, but they went through all their resources and they were set. They had the retirement, the big house, everything. They were ready to go into retirement and now their retirement looks very different. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's unusual that a lot of times midlife women wind up in a crisis and because they are in midlife, it can be, terribly frightening. I mean, we aren't the young whippersnappers we used to be. At least that's what society has told us. But I think so many times we don't say to ourselves, yeah, I'm not that, but I'm a whole woman now and I'm smart and I'm strong and I got here. I can get here again. And that's the story that I hear you telling. So I'd love to talk more about that, but I'd also like to hear about what if you had to do over what would you have done differently to avoid getting in that kind of situation i hear you well here's what i want to say this has been a huge gift gail i can't believe i'm saying that out loud but i am this has been a huge gift because it showed me katarina you have determination galore mm-hmm. it showed me katarina whatever the world throws at you life throws at you you can get through it and I can, and, and like when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, I rallied my clients 
every month we're meeting, we're talking about this, we're talking about that, I'm checking in with them. I'm doing everything to support them because action is the antidote to whatever is in the way between you and what you want in your life, what you want to change in your Absolutely life. Absolutely it is. And I love that you said that. And here's what I also want to say. I'm 56, and sometimes ladies 50, 60, they start to talk about, well, at my age, whatever, mm-hmm. blah, 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 at my age. And I want to be very clear. I am dating. I have been Woo-hoo. dating. Go, girl. I do not have not found the new love of my life yet. But, you know, I had this awareness. I can meet someone at 65 or 70. There's going to be dudes on the planet <laughs> then, too, right? Maybe and, get you know, yourself a young buck. It's okay. <laughs> my, I'm currently dating someone who's 10 years, 10 years younger than me, eight years younger than get me. Get it, girl. Go, girl. All right. Now, you know, you do. Have you checked his credit? Uh, you stop it. <laughs> I'm a big believer in background well, checks and thing, such. Oh, my friend, here's one thing I learned. No dudes in my money ever again. There you Got go. it, girl. Learned her yeah. lesson. I, okay. That was a tough and, and right. uh, uh, expensive lesson to learn, but you learned it, and now you're moving on. And, and you know, the thing is that women at any age can create whatever they want. Absolutely. When I was Gail, – Gail and Christina, you know, I was in Italy a couple months ago. I'm in, I'm in Italy. I'm at a – woman-owned winery in Tuscany, have a beautiful afternoon in the vineyards, and I'm talking to the winemaker, and I asked her about the lady who's the tour guide. She said, Katerina, that lady is 74 years old. She takes groups all over the world. She doesn't even have a house because she's traveling so much, enjoying herself. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's really Okay, and I said to myself, Do I want to be taking groups around the world at 75? Yes, I do. And if that mama can do it, I can do it. And it's very important for us to forget about age. You know, I'm going to fight aging until, as long as I'm above ground, I'm going to be fighting aging. Okay, because you want, and this, you know, you want to have a physical appearance that supports what you're up to. You Thank want to feel you. good in your body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you because that's a debate right now. People say, I don't like the term anti-aging. It's not that we don't want to be 54, 56, 46. It's we want to be the best version of that. Right. And I think people right. misunderstand it. We're not putting women down because they're aging. Let's just say, let's do it well. Well, I just a lot of like women, you, though, you know, we just need to let them know that they're not, they're not dead yet, you know? And I feel like once they get into the season, that's what they feel like. They feel like, oh, I just don't have any more to give or I, I, I don't know what my that best days like. are over. Well, yeah. Like, I don't know what that looks well, like. That's bullshit. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I said that. That's no, we problem. cuss a little no, over here at the midlife mock okay. girl. Okay. No, because I do not, I mean, one of the things that's exciting about dating at this age is I am like, you know, when I was 25, I cared about what do they think and how do they think and what are they going to say and do they like me and blah, 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 all that blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, hey, 
I know I'm a strong and powerful, amazing woman. I know that any dude is lucky to be with me, that I'm going to uplift his life, just like I do for everybody whose life I'm in. And he, he has to meet certain criteria to get to stick around. Well, and then the dipping and, and doing too, you're like, yes, here it is. Here it all is. It's okay. See, she doesn't know that term. That's a Christina special, dipping and doing. When you're dipping and doing. Doing. Katarina's like, I still don't I'll understand. I'll let Katarina translate. That, my friend, does that mean activity? Yeah. Is that what that means? Okay. Get it on. Yeah. Okay. okay. So. Hey. I want to go back to that moment. Okay. Just call me Barbara Walters. We're going to get there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I want to go back to the moment when you, you realize, you know, when the rock bottom moment hits and you realize I'm out of money. My marriage is not repairable. I want to talk about how you made, how you put a plunger in that or a a stopper in that hole to keep you from just going down the drain with everything else. Because I think that's where we get to and we have a choice. We're either going to go down and be washed away and, and continue to wallow and continue to be in that place of loss or we're going to stop up the hole and we're going to start to let water trickle in to the tub again and we're going to start to build it back up and grow it back and you know I went through a terrible divorce I don't know if I've told you my divorce ended with a restraining order and I walked away with basically nothing um because I just I just went out so badly the misery and just everything that went on I just I would have, I would have probably left with her shirt on my back and my child just to be out of it. And, um, so I know what that's like, but I know there's a, there's a, there's a moment you put your stake in the sand and you start to turn it around. And it, it's hard because like you were below sea level, you know, you were, what went through your mind? What did you do? What, how did you equip yourself? How, how are you able at that moment? To bounce back, to pull yourself up, because that is, that's what we need women to hear and need women to do instead of just throwing in the towel and giving up. The thing to focus on is what do you want and how do you get there? Now, that's very easy to say, Gail, but also you have to understand, I'm raised Catholic. At the time, no one in my family had been divorced. Mm. Okay, my sister now has been divorced. My cousins now have been divorced. But at the time, none of us had gotten divorced. Probably for lesser reasons than you got divorced. Probably. You're probably looking like the shining light on the hill now. And my parents have been married for over 55 years, 60 years, I think now. And I think they're going on 65, all right? So how do you, and, and, you know, I didn't want to be a divorced person. I liked being a married person when it was working. But, you know, what do you got to do? You got to stand up for yourself. And the other thing I often tell my clients is you got to stand up for your business, yeah. mm-hmm. too. And if I didn't stand up for my business, it would have died. And so I, it took me a few days to muster up the courage. I, it was very hard to say I wanted to separate. I didn't say I wanted divorce. I went for the lower, the lower impact. I said I want to separate. 
And then after that, then very soon I said, you know, I want a divorce. And um, there was a lot of anger and a lot of all that. I'm sure. And I'm sure. I will tell you that I told my parents right away. I told my sister right away. And my sister, who's barely talked to, had barely talked to me at all for the first many years of my life, she super stood up. Mm. She super showed up. She was so supportive. And uh, that was huge. And, of course, friends were very supportive. And I will also tell you that as soon as I could make it work, I got some support with some counseling because you do need support. This is a major life transition. It's a very stressful life transition, and you absolutely need support in a variety of ways when you're going through this. And I did all of that. And, um, you know, I do feel today that I have the life I want. I feel optimistic for my future. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I told you I'm dating. I'm still looking for the love of my life to step in. And here's the other thing I know. I'm going to be okay without a dude yeah. or a partner if there's no well, partner. And you know what I love about your, your story, Katerina, is that you recognized all the stuff that was going on and you're like, okay, I'm going to stand up for my business and it's really uncomfortable. It may hurt, but what's going to hurt more? Me losing everything or right. me being right. able to be empowered. And I think that started, you know, we, we started our conversation with you went to a Catholic school. So there right. was a foundation there that you had, that you had instilled in you. And you took that all the way through this, I want to say tragedy, um, but tragedy, it, there's always triumph, right? After tragedy. And right. you have a business, a super successful business out here in California. All over, all over, actually. It sounds like you're, yeah. you're very virtual here. Um, yeah. And you're able to utilize that in your coaching, right? Because you can, you can empathize with people that are, are going into those situations or you can see them coming. And so that's really awesome. What, and what I can also say is that I've, thank you, my friend, I have encountered no shortage of women that have told me in private a story very similar mm. to mine. And it breaks my heart. And I will tell everybody, really, you need people you trust and that you, you know, your spouse is not necessarily the right person to be all in your money. Yeah. So, Katerina... You know, how old were you when the, you actually got divorced? You married at 41. How long were you married? How long were you together? I got divorced at about 50 or 51. Okay, so at 50 or 51. I want people to understand that this is a complete start over at the middle spot. Because I know a lot of women think once they get to midlife, they're washed up. And when something traumatic happens, that there is no regrouping. There is no regaining. There is no rebuilding. And that's just simply not true because I'll tell you it's a lie because I felt the same way at 28 when I went through my divorce I thought well this just really you know half is half and selling this house we built I think traumas like that can make us feel washed up at any age but I think we're really sensitive to it in midlife 
And we need more stories like yours of women who turn it around and went on to become even more successful. Um, one question I would love for you to answer, because I think it haunts a lot of women, is how you learned to trust anyone again. You're muted, friend. Oops. Part of it is having clear boundaries. Like, uh, you know, this person I'm dating now, I said, don't ever lie to me. <laughs> don't ask me for money, okay? And now there's no reason or there's nothing that he has done that made me say that. Nothing he's done. But because of my history... I made that request. And I'm going to tell you something that happened, which I have not said publicly. We were, one night we were with my friend I'm dating, my special person, as I call him. He calls me. Uh, we were we were, at a, we were at a hotel having dinner on the veranda, okay, on the patio. And he said to me, oh, um, my, I don't like my drink. I'm going to go talk to the bartender. And... He got up and he went to, the, he left, and I noticed that I was having this visceral reaction of anxiety. Mm. And then he came back, and I realized I had this visceral reaction of anxiety because I thought he was going to have an altercation with the bartender. Now, nothing he did would have indicated that, but because with my previous marriage, anytime I left the house, there would be, he would have a fight in traffic. There would be a fight with the parking attendant. There would be a fight a wee at the, with the waiter. You know, there was all these, uh, everybody, for whatever reason, was worthy for him to fight with. And so in this moment, I had this awareness, and I talked about it with my friend. And I, I say this because I want everyone to understand. You do bring your history Absolutely. to your new situation and this is why we need support and we need to recognize and I did recognize fortunately in this moment this is not this is from my previous situation it's very important that women recognize this type of thing and get support and and I want to say also related to this there are many beautiful benefits of not having a partner also. Now, I, I, as I said, I would love to have a partner. But, you know, no football on my television. <laughs> no no uh, dudes with their feet on my couch. Well, you were just I gone mean, on. You know, like, you, you didn't just go to Italy. You went on a cruise. Then you bounced yeah, your little self. And then I went to Italy. Like, right. y'all, I don't mean she came home for a while. I mean, she, like, bounced through that airport like, you know, a yeah. jumping bean yeah. and went right on to Italy for what, three weeks? I was, well, I was on the cruise for a few days and then I went to Italy for a little bit more than two and a half weeks. And yes, Gail and Christina, it was awesome to not have to justify it to anybody, not have to ask for permission. Like, yeah, I can do this. I want to do this. I can do See, this. See, I think that's and when you way, are healthy. When you say, I can do this with a partner, I can do this without yeah. a partner, I yeah. You know, you found your moxie again to be Katarina fully, 
but you've mm-hmm. also found the moxie to get over not being able to trust anyone because sometimes, you know, we think we're being strong when we hold off everyone, but the strength is when you can overcome what's happened and go forward. Right. But well, And she utilized it too with her business. I just feel like it made your business that much more successful because... Yeah, that's where I want to go next. Tell us can, about... You can enter into all that with people and people... How you rebuilt... That. Yeah, let's talk about the rebuild. Yeah. So, and, and one thing that we haven't mentioned is that that I also have a podcast called Expand Your Fempire, that we also have an app called Expand Your Fempire, nice. that I lead women on retreats. We're doing the Bliss Retreat for Women on a Mission. We do every year. We're I've got a few other retreats up. My, well, we also do a speaker mastermind retreat, and I have another exciting thing up my sleeve which, Gail, you'll be the first to know about, but it's, it's still in the hopper. Let and me Christina. insert, too, that she, even if you're a trained speaker, Katerina will teach you to get booked and paid for speaking. So it's not that she just has the skills. She's able to connect women's skill with turning that into lucrativity, you know, to getting Absolutely. paid and building a business out of it rather than just saying, oh, I'm good at this. I spoke at the, you know, the Kiwanis right. Club this week and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> she's got these women getting getting paid and getting it done and it, she's just brilliant. But I do want you to tell us, you know, how you bounce back. How long did it take well, you to that, get that, back? That's the thing. It, it's... Uh... Well, there, there was, there was the time I thought I was all cleared up. And then there was the time that as I got a letter from an attorney that there was more, more money that, um, had not been taken. Oh, fudge. Now that would, I would have taken, where are those ashes, Katerina? I would put those in the kitty litter. It took me, it took me a couple years. It took me a couple years and that was before the pandemic um, I was, it took me about six months into the pandemic until I was all cleared up. And then I did get another little hit, but we took care of that. And um, then after you took, took care of everything, now, after, since then, we've been in massive surplus building because I am having that, you know, I am having that uh, post-traumatic stress <laughs> that I don't want to ever go through this again. So I have a lot more attention on my numbers and building. She's hoarding cash. All of that, you know. (laughs) But uh, I get it. And and that's okay. Yeah, it's important. It's important to know, like, your money and you need to know, like, where it's going. I mean, I take a look at bank accounts every day. I take a look at what's coming in, what's going out. I take, I mean, our household operates. We are debt free in in my household. We are debt free. Our business holds a little a, a little balance but we that's okay i mean you have to invest in that's your business, right you know? but i get it that's the thing it's important yes and 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 let's just say that i look at my accounts every day i encourage everyone to look at their accounts every day and this is good because then you can catch those charges that you're like what what, what, what is yep. this you know um like i did something last year and they auto renew and i was like oh no i don't want to do that again this right. year so it is important to be on your accounts because because you might get an email, but you might not be in your email mm-hmm. every day, or you might miss it. 
So absolutely. And after, a, you know, company. six weeks goes by when you finally get the statement, you don't even remember. Did right. I buy that? Who knows? Exactly. I might have it. Exactly. Might have been an Amazon Good exactly. Friday or something, you know, Black exactly. Friday. Right. Um, so several years to build back and dig out of the financial. No, no. Just two years. Two years. Just two you years. got out of the financial no. hole in two years. Yes, because I got in massive action. Massive See, I love that. I think you can either you either give into it or you t- start walking out of it. And for me, I think where a lot of women get stuck is they think about massive action, but they have trouble taking the next best step. And so that massive action starts with one step, then the next step. And I just want our listeners to know, okay, dear, dear say, woman, I'll, if I want to say something else. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I no, I do. I, I do want to say this one thing that if you can't do anything, but just take one step in the correct direction, yes, one, absolutely. and for you, that may yeah. be getting up and getting dressed today. It may be getting a new job, starting a business, just sometimes just looking at what the situation is, how much debt there is, how much loss there is, how much right. you need. A lot of women, we, we can't even stand the pain of doing that, but y'all that one step leads to the next step will lead to the next step. And before you know right. it, those steps are accumulating and they're, you know, progress is progress. So Katarina, go ahead. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to say in the midst of all that. I spent more money than I've ever spent on a coach. Fortunately, I got a super expend extendo payment plan. Okay. Three years to pay off my coaching. Okay. Because the best investment we can ever make is in ourselves. Absolutely. And I want to really underscore that because investing in yourself is smart. It is savvy. It is not being spoiling. It is not being selfish. Okay. Let's be very clear. And when I say investing in yourself, that is everything from your moisturizer and your makeup yes. to, to your coach and your therapist and your counselor and your massage therapist that there is no better place to put your money than investing in yourself. Let's be very clear about that. And let's eliminate this idea that it's frivolous. It is smart. The more money I've invested in myself, the more I thrive in my business and in my life. I love that. I love that. And I see this with my clients too, Gail. I see this all over the place. They're, they're, they're wavering, they invest, they start to thrive. They start to get more confident. Clarity and confidence are two things that we want to have in order to take action and be successful. I love that. Clarity and, into consistency, and confidence. So clarity, confidence, and consistency. I'm with you. And I will throw in, and I will throw in connection. Ah, that's okay? it. A rising woman lifts all the women around right. her. You two gals are rising women. You uplift people. And I'm, I'm going to sidebar here and say, my intention is everyone that comes to be with me in a, in a podcast, in a clubhouse room, in a speech, in a workshop, on a retreat, they leave way more uplifted than when they showed up. That is my intention. And that supports them in taking action, moving forward, and blissing in their business and their life. Mm. You know, I'm going to say to, you know, I think it's important that you intentionally seek out 
the kind of people who will lift you up. And sometimes when we're yeah. beaten down, we want to wallow over here with the pigs and the other people <laughs> that are beaten down and wanting to burn down the town, you know, and tell our sob right. stories. And the best people that are around are the people that can listen to your story, but then ask you, okay, now what? Yeah. You know, if it ever right. ends just with the story and there's no follow-up of what's next, then that person's not serving you well. And I think when we're beaten down and we don't have the confidence, sometimes we're intimidated to hang out in that winter circle to go sit at that table with the confident girls. And we're not talking about the mean girls. The confident girls are not (laughs) mean girls. There's a difference. The confident girls are welcoming girls because they'll say, yeah, come on, sister. Come over here. I'll show you how it's done. Let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you, let, let me let you meet Katarina. You know, that's, I love to be a connector of people. It's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'll see someone in need. I'm like, oh, my friend Judy can show you how to do that. And she has a connection for that. Right. I love that. And what women need to understand is when you're feeling a lack of confidence, when you're insecure, when you're beaten down, you need to find those people who can lift you up who will let you come sit at their table and it's a good table. Right. The women you admire, the women who have walked through it, because every woman you're looking at and thinking, well, she has it made. Because if you met Katarina, you would not have think she's endured anything because she does not wear that as a badge of honor. It's not the leading opening paragraph of her speech. In fact, I've known Katarina for months and months now, and I've never heard the entire story. That's how little she involves it in who she is today. I don't usually talk about it. I don't usually talk about it because, right, because that's not who I want to be. I don't want people to say, oh, there's Katarina. That's the girl who you know, had that bad situation. Yeah, you want to be the but, victor. So that's like yeah. me too. I tell my right. story when there's a reason to tell my story. Right. I don't want to right. be, that story does not define me. Um, it has made me who I am in some ways, but it doesn't identify who I am today. So I want our mm-hmm. listeners to know from Katarina's story that midlife is not washed up. You can overcome. Awesome. Because awesome. some women, if they had this concept back at 50, would just think, oh, well. Oh, well, oh, well, hell, you know, no, it's not. Pick yourself up, girl. And if you can't reach out and find someone who will take your hand and help you get back up, um, pay the money to get help, reach out to friends who are where you want to be, ask friends who they know that can help you because help is available. And those kind of women do bring people along. They do bring people along. So, Katarina, I know we're we're approaching the end of our time, and you've got you're so important. You've yes. got to be somewhere else, um, and you're on California time. I want to say that this idea that we're supposed to do it ourselves is ridiculous. Okay, as women, when we do it together, that's when we thrive. So, don't think that you have to do it by yourself. Get a gaggle of gals together and do it together lift up each other and that will support you to thrive even more and I want to throw in honesty because I know like Christina and I girl we'll call each other out like you think we were you know brothers fighting in a hay field it's like girl get your head out of your ass come on that's ridiculous stop it and and you've got to have those kind of people yeah she had an idea today and I said I've been telling you that for the last couple months and she's like you did admit you didn't explain it I I did I said I I knew what I was saying but clearly it wasn't coming out the way it was I don't know the way it was received for you but it's interesting 
that you, you know, went through all this tragedy and yet, and yet you're here and you rose, you rose out of the ashes like a phoenix. I think that that well, is you. awesome. And you're not bitter. You know, no, you're not, not broken. She's got a forgiving heart. Like it's, it's a, she's got a good heart. Absolutely. I'm what, you know, what does bitterness get me? What does any of that get me? It gets me nothing. And here's the other thing I just want, I want to say it was only money. Okay. Now there was of course the betrayal that went along with it. But my point is like, if, if you know, money, you can always make money. Okay. I know as long as I can give a speech, I can come home with clients. I'm laughing because Christine's in there nodding, but if you took her money, she would stab you in the face. I know she would. (laughs) You're probably right. Okay, well, of course I don't want, you know, but here's my point, though. You know, you are a strong and powerful woman. You can, you, you, I mean, now I know I could sell something. I could sell, you know, ice to anybody. I mean, it's fine. You know, you, you develop skills and you know you're going to be okay. And that's what midlife gives you when you know you have some skills. And I know I have some skills. And if I didn't have some skills, I'm confident enough to go learn the skills. And that's what I want our ladies to get. Whatever their hurdle is, they can figure it out. Okay? Be, I say yeah. it all the time. Be figure it outable. I know that's not in the Webster's, but I'm getting that T-shirt. Yeah. Be figure it outable. Okay, Katerina, we want to let you... Um, Tell women where, okay, if you've been inspired by Katerina and you're thinking, I need some help from Katerina, and I can tell you she has the help. She has the help, y'all. She's she's no joke in this world where there's a coach on every corner. She's the no joke girl. So where can they find you and find out more about working with you? You know me. You you can find me on Instagram, on Clubhouse. You can send me a direct message on Facebook. I love Facebook also. And additionally, you can go to my website, katarinarando.com. And when you go to katarinarando.com, if you add a slash gifts on the end, I got like several free gifts for you, checklists, videos, all kinds of stuff to support you to thrive in your business. And of course, come find out about our retreats. Come check out our Expand Your Fempire podcast because I got a lot of ways to lift you up because as we've said, a rising woman lifts all the women around her. And I want everybody listening to be a rising woman. Because when you're a rising woman, everybody wants to be with you. Well, you're certainly someone I want to be with. And I couldn't wait for Christina to really get to spend more time with you. Because I've gotten to know you a little better. I said, she's she's just so amazing. You're just not going to believe it. And um, you're just one of the strongest women I know in I met you not knowing about the backstory. And then when I heard the backstory, I'm like, Budger, she's awesome. That's even that's even more impressive too. But I think, you know, when you lose what you've built, you, you also are like in midlife, a lot of times we're here with the idea that I build it once, I can build it again. That's kind of my mantra. Yeah. If I lost it all today, right. I could do it all again. And we've got to believe that in midlife. We've got to believe that this is a season. It's not the end. And we need to find our moxie, whatever it is. And I encourage you, whatever's been, you know, a twinkling in your eye, a pitter in your heart, 
an inkling somewhere, you know, step out on that and go find a coach, go find a seasoned business coach like Katarina to help you flesh out what that might look like if you're looking for your next step. And just know that you can build something big, even if you're not coming out of catastrophe, you may just be wanting to make a change. You can build an entire new career, entire new life here in your 40s and 50s. And people are going to be and 60s yeah. and 70s. People are going to be cheering you on. Yeah. And if you've not been in groups where people cheer you on, you need to find some new groups because they're out there. And, you know, come find them. We're putting them on this podcast, Midlife Moxie. We're over on Clubhouse, Midlife Moxie and Thriving Women in Business. I mean, we're we're out there. You've just got to make those connections. Step out of your comfort zone and go find them. Well, Katerina... You are such a busy woman, and I know it took us forever to get this scheduled because you are so busy. So I'll thank you so much for your time and for being with us. And we've got to have you back again and talk some strategy. I love some Ooh, strategy. Yes, yes, yes. All right. That sounds great. I'm ready to book that. We'll book that for some time soon. Let's do. And we've got to talk about a course. I, I've come up with it. I have great. another big idea. Christina sounds loves good. my big ideas. Okay, good. Well, Christina. Tell them about our affiliates and who they can get a deal with. Yes. Well, we have this amazing um, product. It's called Love Boobalicious Products, and it's all about the lady parts. So if you get sweaty boobs or you get sweaty boobs, might be good for a date, Katarina. um, Or if you got a date and you don't want to be sweaty, well, we got something for you. They are all natural vegan products for all of your lady parts. And you can find them at love, L-U-V, boobaliciousproducts.com, and you'll want to type in the code MOXIE, M-O-X-I-E, and you'll get a little savings from our affiliate. What say you, Gail? What do you got I for say, us? I love having luscious lemons, luscious lemon <laughs> breast. I take my brassiere off and don't get knocked down by sweat. I love it. And Katerina, she does gift boxes, so that might be something good. She's a midlife business-owning woman, too. We love that. Wonderful. So go get your discount over there and have luscious lemons for your next date. But I get to talk about shoes, which are one of my favorite things on the planet. Gail, mine just came today. Oh, are you dying? I love them. I'm so excited to wear them. I have to see which ones you got. I... I want to introduce you to walkingcradles.com, and they are a fantastic shoe company where the shoes are designed by a woman, and they are made with women in mind for both cuteness and comfort, and they feature little pocket pillows hidden inside, and y'all, they're size inclusive, so you can get the size you really wear from 4 to 13 and all widths. Now, let me tell you that why that matters. I recently got a cute pair of silver flats from them, and Typically with flats, that can be a little squinchy on my little plus-size feet. and But because I was able to get them in a wide, y'all, I could even get a pointed toe flat, which I adore because I just feel kick-ass in some pointed-toed shoes. And my feet are not flowing over the sides and my toes aren't squinched up because I have the right size shoe. They have those little pockets in them. They have a cute little quarter-inch heel to give you just that little elevation they're amazing, and they're the type of leather that's going to last a really long time. So head over to walkingcradles.com slash moxie, and then at checkout, put in the code moxie20, and you'll get 20% off their regular price styles. Y'all, it's a great deal on some great shoes, and we're glad to be a partner with them. Well, again, we thank our guest, Katarina Rando, and 
thank you for listening. And if you want to make contact with us, reach out to us at midlifemoxiepodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, what do we say, Christina? Go and get your moxie on. Bye-bye. Bye.